Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our Sunday morning service with a special Mother's Day message from Pastor Omar Lopez. Enjoy this message. All right. Happy Mother's Day. In fact, we want to honor all the moms today. Why don't you guys stand together? All the moms, you guys stand. We want to honor you. Come on, let's give them a hand clap. You guys can be seated. And of course, my wife, my, she's a beautiful mom, and so she's the first lady, so I'm going to let her share something today. I just want to wish all the moms here happy Mother's Day. He just stole my line, but that's okay. <laughs> He's the pastor. He can do it. But, you know, I also want to wish my uh, daughter-in-law, Angie, all the way in Texas, happy Mother's Day. She is the mommy to Bella. And Eliana, my little Ellie, she's such a sweetheart. Um, also, uh, I want to wish my daughter-in-law, Linda. She's the first-time mommy to Natalie, Natalie Grace. You know, and I was so privileged to raise three sons. And now I have three granddaughters. Isn't that so cool? And um, just keep them coming, guys. Whether you are a biological mom, adopted mom, or those, those that are called to be spiritual parents, all have the opportunity to impart our faith in others. We can potentially impact generations to come. You and I play an important role in our children, in our children's children as well. Now as a grandmother, I am so blessed to be able to see... Uh, my children impart in their children, seeing them teach them, seeing them love them, seeing them discipline. That part is a little hard for me. I got to turn away and I got to remember, do not interfere because it hurts me, you know. But sometimes in our frustration in raising and dealing with children, you know, we might, we might say things that are not good, that, that come out of our mouths that are not good. But we need to really learn how to say I'm sorry, and I apologize. Those words are powerful. They go a long way. And we need to, need, need to let the Lord um, bring the healing. Bring the healing. As mothers, we need to guard our position as motherhood. Amen? Because this world wants to take it away. Wants to take it away. And they want to, uh, they want to teach our children. They want to mold them. And some of the things that, are, that they're teaching them are not right. Your voice matters. Let me tell you, your voice matters. We need to hear and say positive things to our children. Encouraging words that need to come out of your mouth. Not to tear them down, but to uplift them and build them up. And in Ephesians 4.29 says this, Don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Also in Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in your tongue. Amen. Also in Colossians 4:6 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. And I bet you didn't know that you were chefs with the words that you speak, seasoned with salt. Well, whatever season you are in, 
I hope you leave this place encouraged and blessed. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Wow, that's a beautiful mom right there. I'm telling you. And uh, she's my high school sweetheart. And uh, hard to believe 40 years ago we were in high school graduating. And uh, this year we'll be married 38 years to the same woman. I just wanted you guys to know that. And uh, it's just been, been a great, great ride and a great time. And uh, again, our three granddaughters and some of us said, man, don't you, you know, aren't you waiting for a boy? I go, well, I was raised in a house. There were seven boys, no girls. So seven brothers. And then I had three sons. It's time for some girls in my life. I'm telling you. And uh, I love these three granddaughters and uh, the two, two of them are, that are older right now, they just, they just call me Papa. So I'm excited about that. And, and uh, my, our, our newest granddaughter will be here today in, in the second service. So I'm excited to see her. So praise God to all the grandmas and all the moms. Come on, shout out to you guys. But why don't you do me a favor today? Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now. I'm going to read you a verse of scripture, and most of you may be familiar with it, but it's found in Proverbs chapter 31. It says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excels them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is in vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. So let's pray as we get into this message and ask the Lord to help us. I want to just encourage you, Mom. I want to really edify you today and really... Uh, tell you today that your love, your compassion, and who you are is greatly, greatly needed in our world. So, Father, we thank you for every mom in this house today. We pray today, Lord, for those that are even watching online. And, Lord, I just pray today, God, help us to remember, Lord, every mother, God, and our mom today. And so, Father, I pray today blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In this message, I'm going to have several people come up today, and they're going to share about their mom, and some of them are going to talk about the the impact of their mother. Uh, We're actually going to have a mom also kind of talk about her life. Uh, But there's an old Jewish proverb that says, God could not be everywhere, and therefore he made mothers. I think I have to agree with that. And I think when I think about mom, and I think about my mom, this is the second year my mom won't be here. She um, she passed away uh, uh, last year, and uh, this is the second Mother's Day. I won't have her, but I miss her so much because mom has such a great impact upon our society, upon people. In fact, Abraham Lincoln wrote, all that I am or ever hope to be, I owe it to my mom. This is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, a similar statement with uh, Thomas Edison. He said, I attribute all of my life's success to my mother. He said, I did not have my mother long, but she cast over me an influence which has lasted all of my life. And Mark Twain said this, my mother had a slender, small body, but a large heart. A heart so large that everybody joy found welcome in the hospitality and her accommodation. 
And Winston Churchill, one of the leaders there in England, said uh, uh, they gave him a list of teachers that he had in his life and said, is this, is this the complete list? He said, no, you've omitted one of the greatest teachers in my life, my mother. He said, she's absolutely taught me everything that I know. When you look in the Bible, you're going to find that womanhood and motherhood is mentioned a number of times. In fact, the word mother appears 320 times in the Bible, 227 times in the Old Testament, 93 times in the New Testament. Uh, there's a scripture in Judges chapter 5, verse 7, and this is Deborah said, village life ceased, it ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. We need some good mothers. How many can say amen? amen? Our nation needs some good mothers. We need some great mothers that can influence the world. Uh, I read a statement that said, a mother teaches important things. Mother teaches us love by loving. Mother teaches us faith by practicing. Mother teaches compassion by showing. Mother teaches the Bible by living. Mothers teach perseverance by not just giving up, but pressing forward. Mothers teach the, the way to heaven, but by walking the way themselves. Mothers sacrifice their time their health, their resources, their individuality. They sacrifice whatever is necessary for the good of the family. There is a little girl that asked her mom, how did the human race start? The mother answered, God made Adam and Eve, and they had all the children, and so all mankind was made. The little girl walked away, but two days later, she asked her father the same question. She said, Father, uh, how did uh, mankind, uh, how, how, did, uh, uh, how did God, uh, or where did the human race come from? And the father answered, many years ago, there were monkeys uh, from which the human race evolved. The confused girl returned back to her mother and said, Mom, how is it possible that you told me the human race was created by God through Adam and Eve, and Dad said they evolved from monkeys? The mother said, it's very simple. Both are true. I told you about my side of the family, and your father told you about his side of the family. <laughs> Moms always have the right answer, am I right? They just, they just seem to have the right answer. Uh, children always write cards to their mom, and it's always they're expressing their personal love. Sometimes they're just so truthful. And uh, Robert wrote a card and said, I, I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle better than the snake that I got you last year. Eileen said, Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't always on Sunday. It would be better on Monday so we wouldn't have to go to school. Uh, this girl said, Happy Mother's Day. You're an awesome mom, but you're kind of scary sometimes, and you creep me out and other people. She said, You, uh, you and I always listen, listen to Kelsey's music in the car, and it's funny when you dance. I hope this Mother's Day isn't as terrible as the rest of the holidays. Good luck, he said. Thank you, Mom, for being a wonderful, caring, and not making your meatloaf anymore. Uh, dear Mom, my favorite mommy ever, I'm sorry for calling you a dice of poo. I hate you and not going to my room. I love you, Mom, your daughter, Kara. I know you went through a lot over the years, and I know it hurt me. It hurt when you had me, but I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day. 
Another, uh, Brendan said, Mom, you're mean to me, but I still love you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Jack said, Thank you, Mom, for making food so I don't die. <laughs> and, uh, Linda said, Dear Mom, thank you for doing everything for me, but why don't you let me have dessert? I like it because you care for me. Another girl said, Mom, thank you for not leaving me in a box somewhere. <laughs> wow. And another person said, Dear Mom, your Mother's Day is better than the hamster farting in your face, your son Greg. So all of these things, mothers always are expressing, or uh, children are always expressing a card to their mom. This one said, My mom is nice except when she takes money behind my box uh, or behind me, behind my back. My mom isn't a very good cook. Uh, Once I was sick and I couldn't go because my mom's cooking, I suppose. Uh, He said, uh, uh, she doesn't let me me read magazines and she doesn't let me watch certain videos. uh, uh, But I I love her because she gets me gifts for Christmas. So all of these kids are so honest. And this last one is, what makes a good mom? Being less bossy, not blowing your nose too loudly, try to be kind, try not to be a daydreamer, and try not to be lippy. I, I don't know what that means, but, but you know you're a mom when you hide in the bathroom to be alone. You know you're a mom when your kids throw up and you catch it. You know you're a mom when someone else throw, kids throw up and you just keep eating. You know your mom when you spit, when spit is your number one cleaning agent. <laughs> you know your mom, I'm telling you, you know your mom when you hire a sitter because you haven't been out with your husband in ages, but then you spend half the night checking on your kids. You know your mom, uh, 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 you, you know your mom when you say at least once a day, I'm not cut out for this job, but you know you wouldn't trade it for the world. You know your mom when your baby pacifier falls on the floor and you give it back to her after you suck the dirt off of it because you're too busy, <laughs> you're too busy to, to wash it off. I mean, this is amazing. And mothers are just superb. They're, they're unique. And I want to say to everyone here this morning or the, uh, this morning to tell you that I know that everyone may not have had the perfect mom, but you did have a mom. And you may not have even been the perfect mom, uh, but you know, God's not looking for perfect people. Are you hearing me? None of us are perfect. Maybe some of you didn't even grow up with a mom. Maybe uh, you were adopted or whatever may have happened. But I just want to say to you that God had the heart of a mom. How many can say amen? God had the heart of a, a mom. And of all the human expressions, the love of a mother seems to transcend any other. Uh, There was a quote by a mom. She said this, For nine months I carried you, waiting to finally hold you in my arms. My body grew, my skin stretched. I had aches and pains and strange cravings, but it was all worth it. You say hello to the world, and I was amazed by your beauty and overwhelmed by my love for you. I had sleep deprivation. The house never became tidy. And I often questioned myself, If I'm doing it right. But it was all worth it. Yes, my body changed, but it created life. And it was amazing. Instead of sleep, I had cuddles. Instead of a house, I have a home. I carried you every second of your life, and I'll love you every second of your life. Your mom. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? See, I was going to tear up there a minute. 
But I, I'm here to tell you there's several moms in the Bible that really illustrate the love of a mom. And I just want to give you some illustrations here and encourage you. One of them, if you've probably heard the story, the story of Rispa. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about several stories, but it's found in 2 Samuel chapter 21. And this is the story where um, King Saul had violated a vow, and these Gebanites came and said, uh, the previous king, which was Saul, Saul had already passed away, and now it was King David. And they're telling King David, uh, the previous king did us wrong. He broke a vow. And we demand that you send some of his relatives out. We're going to execute them. And so the Bible says uh, in Second Samuel chapter 21 that David gave his seven sons to the Gebanites. Then the Gebanites killed them and hung them on stakes on a hill in the presence of the Lord. And it said all seven sons died together. They were put to death during the first day of the harvest season and at the beginning of the barley harvest. And Allah's daughter, Rizpah, took the rough cloth that was worn to show sadness, and she put it on the rock for herself. She stayed there from the beginning of the harvest until the rain fell on the sun's body. And during the day, she did not let the birds of the air, uh, 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 let the birds of the sky touch her son's body, and during the night, she did not let the animals or the wild animals touch them. So let me just give you what's happening here. These seven sons have been executed. And their mom, by the name of Rispa, says that they're not going to get a proper burial, but I don't want my son's bodies to be eaten by animals or ravaged by, by the birds. And so the Bible says she goes out to protect the bodies of her sons. And the scripture says from the beginning of harvest until the water drops. So most commentators believed it, it was like what we have a season here from April, April through October. There was these six months where this woman, her, this mom was protecting the bodies of her two sons. She did not give up. She did not grow weary. Uh, the Bible says that she was there fighting off the birds uh, during the day and fighting off the wild animals uh, during the night. And for six months, this woman by, Ris uh, by the name of Rispa protected the bodies of her son. This really tells us something about the diligence and the persistence and the love of a mom to protect her children, even now that they're dead. She goes, I'm not going to let anyone uh, destroy their bodies. Uh, she said, they're not getting a proper burial, but I'm not going to let anything happen to them. And it really gives us a picture of this mom who loves her children so much that she could not bear the sight of her children's body being devoured by animals. When I begin to think about how great this mom's love is, we cannot compare it to the love of God. How many would say amen? Isaiah 55, 7 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God's way, in fact, the loving, uh, or in fact, the Bible tells the love of a mother and the love of God 
is a direct comparison. Look at what it said in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for this child that she is born? But even if that were possible, I will not forget you. So God's love is compared to that of a mom. God says, I will not forget you, even as a mom does not forget her nursing child. I want to have Clarissa Peraza come up, and I want her to come up and kind of share about her mom. Come on, give her a big hand. Hi, everyone. Oh, I'm so nervous. Um, my name is Clarissa. For those of you that don't know me, um, but I'm pretty sure you do because I'm up here like every Sunday. Um, and I just want to share a little bit about who my mom is. And if you don't know who she is, um, her name is Sonia. She has blonde hair. You've probably seen her around. And um, <laughs> my mom is the most amazing, most wonderful, most beautiful. I can go on and on. <laughs> She's the best woman on this earth. And I know there's an ongoing debate about whose mother's the best, but my mom won that years ago. <laughs> um, as many of you know, my father passed away. Sorry. Um, my father passed away um, late 2020, and I never imagined my life without my dad here. I mean, I knew it would happen because everyone dies, but I didn't think it would happen to me, you know, and I don't think I could have prepared enough for the day to come. And um, it has been very difficult for my family and I to not get used to, but to adjust to the absence of my dad. But um, my mom has been our rock through, through it all, you know, and um, we lost a father, but she lost her very best friend. And I can't even imagine, you know, and I think, um, or I know that my mom is such a fearless woman because um, not only has she had to continue living her life without my dad, but she's also had to continue being there for my siblings and I. And um, I know that many single mothers say that um, they're both the mom and the dad to their children, but this isn't the case for my mom. My mom is not my father. She's my mother. But the fact that she can do all of this on her own is what makes her an extraordinary mother. And, um, you know, all... <laughs> um, although we lost her dad, she's never um, once let us down. She's such a wonderful woman because... Even though there's days where um, she's hurting and she feels down, she continues to persist and sets such a great example for my siblings and I. And she reminds me so much of um, Joseph because although she's had to endure so many trials and hardships, she's remained so faithful. And there's a quote that says, trusting God does not mean believing he will do what you want, but rather believing that he will do everything he knows is good. And... My mom has um, exemplified the true meaning of trusting the Lord with all your heart. And during this time, I have never, ever once heard my mom question the will of God or question why things happen. And I know that although her heart aches, she trusts God and she trusts his plan um, more than anything. And my mom also constantly reminds my siblings and I that it is only by the grace of God that she still keeps going. And my family and I have this joke that... 
my mom's response to everything is by the grace of God. Because we can be asking, like, oh, what are we having for dinner? She's like, by the grace of God. <laughs> um, anyways, I will never have enough words um, to express my gratitude towards my mother. But I am beyond thankful that God chose such an amazing, powerful woman of God to be my mother. And I hope that one day I'm able to be half the woman that she is. And that's all. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. So awesome. Uh, I'm telling you, moms here are just incredible. And our church, really, if it wasn't for the mothers, we can't even do church. You know, this morning, uh, I, I, I looked at uh, one of our cameras there in our cafe this morning. It's 6.30 in the morning. And the first people who were here were two mothers. <laughs> and they were taking down all the chairs. I'm going, this is Mother's Day. And they're taking all the chairs and setting up all the cafe. I'm going, oh, my God, help us, Lord. Some of, some of us men need, to ha- need some help here, but uh, we, big shout out to the moms again. I'm just telling you. There's a story in the book of Exodus. Many of us are familiar. I'm not going to be able to read the whole scripture, but it's in Exodus chapter 2, and it's the story of Moses, and most of us know the story uh, that uh, Moses uh, was, um, he, it was a time when Pharaoh wanted to kill all the Hebrew male children. And the Bible says that uh, Moses' mom put him in a, a little basket and let him go down the Nile River. And uh, his sister watched where this basket was going. And the scripture says when uh, Pharaoh, one of Pharaoh's daughters uh, saw the basket and she saw the baby and she adopted him. And the scripture also said that the sister came to her and said, I know a woman that can nurse your baby. And, she, and it ends up being that Moses' own mom was able to nurse him. And so here we have a picture of a mother who was w- not willing to have her child or have, you know, have the, she didn't want to see her child die. And she was willing to uh, give him up for adoption just to let him live. And the Bible said that the scripture tells us that this woman was really, really Uh, gracious and really loving but the bible also says gives us a great illustration too when pharaoh had all of these babies when he wanted all of these babies to be killed and wanted all of these babies basically to be aborted at death there were two midwives that refused to do it so when you think about this abortion is not something that's just right now but abortion was all the way back to egypt And they wanted to abort babies back all the way back then. And yet the scripture tells us that there were these women in Exodus chapter 2 that refused really to abort these babies. They said there were these two midwives that had enough conviction that said, no, we're not going to abort them. We're not going to kill them. Uh, We're not going to do this. Uh, These are innocent children. Uh, And today we're hearing all of this right now, even in our news. And I'm going to tell you that life still begins in the womb. I said life begins in the womb. The Bible says when Mary was, uh, with, uh, was pregnant with Jesus, Scripture said she is pregnant with a child, not with a fetus, 
with a child. And I'm here to tell you today that the scripture says because of these two midwives, because they saved this baby's life and did not abort Moses, the Bible said it was, it was Moses who was able to be the deliverer of an entire nation. He was able to be the one that went about to deliver these people. And I begin to think about Moses' life. He was loved by two mothers, his natural mom and his adopted mom. He was affected by both of these moms. And yet we see that Moses still had a heart for his people. He still had a heart to deliver these people, and God used them in a powerful way because one mother was willing to give him up so that he could live. Mother's love is just extraordinary when I begin to think about that. A mother's love is so powerful. This is what Paul the Apostle said in Second or 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're not looking for praise from men, not from any one of you as apostles of Christ. We could, we could have... We could have been a burden to you, but we were gentle among you. Look at what he said, like a mother caring for her little children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you or to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you have become so dear to us. I want to share uh, two other stories. And this story here is very unique. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 3, and really this is kind of a, it's not a, a perfect mom, but it gives us an illustration that God wants us to hear about these moms as well. And the Bible said that there were two prostitutes, and I don't believe I'll have enough time to read the whole story, but there were two prostitutes that were living together, and they were both pregnant. And the Bible says one of them had a baby, and three days later the other one had a baby. So they have these these two prostitutes live in the same house. Each of them have a baby. And the Bible says one of the moms, while she's sleeping, uh, while she's sleeping, she lays over her baby and the baby dies. And so during the night, she trades her baby. She, takes, she, she gives the dead baby to the other one and she takes the live baby. And of course, when the mom wakes up to nurse her baby, she realizes uh, her baby's dead, but she said, wait a minute, this is not my baby. How many know a mom knows how her baby looks? And she said, this is not my baby. He goes, this is your baby. You traded our, our, and so they begin to get in an argument. And so they go to King Solomon to, uh, you know, basically she's pleading her case. She, she tells her this baby, this lady stole my baby. And so the king and the other lady said, no, this is my baby. And so they're arguing back and forth. And so the king said, give me a sword. He said, we're going to cut the baby in half. And the lady who baby it really was said, no, no, just let her have the baby. Let her have the baby. And the other lady said, no, neither she will have it nor I will have it. Cut the baby in half. And, and Solomon said, I know who, who baby it really is. Give it to that first lady right there. Because how many know a mother is willing to give up her baby just to have that baby live? Are you hearing me? She was willing to release that baby. That's the love. And this is a classic story because it really gives us some insight. Although these mothers were not perfect, the Bible tells us, or it's recorded in the Bible, so that we could read it. 
Maybe these women were not perfect morally. They were not perfect in how they grew up. They were not perfect in how they conceived this baby. Obviously, they conceived these babies in a sinful situation. But yet, God was still concerned about them. That they were willing that God opened the door. They could go to the king. And God was so concerned about them that we read their story right here. Even in our church today, we know we... We believe in living right. We believe today in, in marriage. We believe in all these different things. But we also believe and understand that we have grace for people that come in with faults and brokenness. How many can say amen? And we understand that no mom is perfect. We understand that there are mothers in here that are not perfect, that maybe you had some situations when you had your children and different things or how you grew up. But I'm here to tell you, a mom's love is still a mom's love. Can you say amen? And so today, I'm going to have Sister Melinda. She's going to come up and give us a, a testimony. Hi, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. So my experience of motherhood has been a bit unconventional. I ultimately ended up as just another percentage to the stereotype. I was a single teen mom who was a dropout living in poverty with a family full of addicts. My future pretty much seemed to be laid out before me. I struggled to raise my child while still myself growing up. Sorry if I cry. (laughs) I've had quite a bit of highs and lows in parenthood such as being the first in my family to graduate and walk the stage while eight months pregnant, to having that same baby pass away just a few months later. From having a rainbow baby to losing custody of both my girls because of domestic violence. My depression and my guilt was at an all-time high. And to be honest, I didn't even really want to live anymore. God blessed me with my child Malachi. I wasn't even sure if I could or if I wanted to um, raise him, you know? I felt like a failure from losing my other kids and I didn't want to fail him too. It was to the point where I looked online and I swear I found the perfect couple to raise him because, you know, they were deserving, they could give him a good life. But slowly after a little bit of time, there was something in me that knew that I needed this child And I needed all my kids for that matter. But because of my struggle with drugs, my past, it was a no-brainer for the system to just take him at birth. And I was right along with him, you know? So again, boom, that was another add to my mark of failures, you know? And when everything felt like it was against me, God was for me. I had no more willpower But God gave me the push. There was a change. There was a shift in my heart. I felt joy again, and I felt hope again. And God gave me the strength to give my life back the right way, his way. He taught me that in order to fight my battles, I needed to give them to him. You know, when I was was done, he made a way. He planned everything out, even giving me a village of people to help me. Shout out to those in the room. You know, because of that, I've been sober for two years. (laughs) 
I got custody of Malachi back. You know? God's restoring my relationship with my four-year-old. And I'm believing in his timing for my relationship with my oldest. You know, things are looking better and better every day. And I'm believing that there's more. And when I was asked to share, the first thing that popped into my head was, why me? There's better moms. You know, and there's the enemy right in my ear. And to go from where I was to where I am now, I am the better mom. And I'd be lying if I said it was a piece of cake because there's, you know, bumps and trials and everything. But I'm be- believing God that my trials will be my, my triumphs, <laughs> you know. And all you need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. If I could do it, so can you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> wow. Such a powerful, powerful testimony. I was reading, why did God make moms? And they asked the second graders, why did God make mothers? And he said, mostly to clean the house. (laughs) And he said, to help us out when we were getting born too, he said. How did God make mothers? He used dirt just like the rest of us. Another guy said, magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. He said, God made my mom just the same like he made me, except with bigger parts, he said. What ingredients are mothers made of? He said, God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. One dab of mean, he said. (laughs) Why, Why did God give your mother... And why did God give you your mother and not some other mom? Oh, it's because we're related. Uh, <laughs> God knew she would like me a lot more than other people's mom. Uh, they asked this girl, what kind of little girl was your mom? She said, my mom has always been my mom and not none of that other stuff. One kid said, I hear she used to be nice. <laughs> Why did your mom marry your dad? My dad makes good spaghetti, and my mom eats a lot. <laughs> why, did, why did your mom marry your dad? She got too old to do anything else. <laughs> why did mom marry your dad? My grandma says that my mom didn't have her thinking cap on. <laughs> Who's the boss at your house? Mom doesn't want to be the boss, but she has to because dad's the big goofball. <laughs> wow. Who's the boss in your house? Mom, you can tell by room inspection. She sees the stuff under the bed too. What's the difference between mom and dad? Moms work at work and work at home, and dads just go to work. Wow. What's the difference between your mom and dad? Mom knows how to talk to teachers without scaring them. (laughs) What does your mom do in her spare time? Moms don't do spare time. (laughs) So I'm going to give you this last story. And um, it's found in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 24. And it's the story of Hannah. 
And again, I'll kind of summarize the story. She is uh, a barren woman. She wants to have a child, and she's in a desperate situation. And she goes to the temple or the altar to pray, and she's asking the Lord to grant her a child. And she kind of makes a deal with God. She says, God, if you give me a, a son, I'll give him over to you. And the Bible says as she's praying there at the altar, the scripture says that her lips are moving, uh, but no words are coming out. And the priest of God is observing her praying. He's never seen her before, and he's watching her. And he's wondering, what's wrong with this woman? And he realizes, you know what? I think this woman's drunk. So he goes to that woman. And he goes, how could you be drunk? And she goes, I'm, sir, I'm not drunk. She said, but I'm pouring out my heart before the Lord, or pouring out my soul before God. And Eli then realizes that he misjudged this woman, and he said, go in peace. And the Bible said that she does end up having a child, and she has the child by, by the name of Samuel, who he later comes to the temple after she's winged him and after she's already uh, at a place where uh, he's no longer needing to be nursed. And she gives him over to the priest and dedicates him to the Lord. And the Bible said that every year she would come and give him some clothing. But here's the mom that prayed to God and she gave her children or gave her son over to God. I believe as mothers, some, so many times, it's so hard to give our children to God. Especially some of the decisions they make. How many can say amen? You're one, oh Lord, what are they thinking? Uh, but again, I, I look at this mom by the name of Hannah. And she was a godly woman. We know that because she was seeking the Lord. But again, she wanted to make sure, she made a vow to God. Because you know, most moms, you're going to spend 18 years nurturing that child. You're going to spend 18 years raising that child. And they're going to come to a point where you're just going to have to release them. And you're just going to have to believe God. And just believe the Lord that, that God's going to have their hand on them. It's the most difficult thing that a mother has to do. Because we have to see our children grow to a place of maturity. But I believe a lot of that has to be done in prayer. We have to believe God. I'm going to have one more testimony today, and uh, our evangelist, John Tahaji, is going to come and give a testimony. Well, first off, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Happy Mother's Day to my wife. I love you. Uh, I'm here to testify about the goodness of a mother, uh, and I'm just so thankful for my mom, all that she's done in our life. Uh, just to share a little, I'm, I'm the second oldest of four children. My mother had two children at the age of 16 years old. Uh, she raised us. Now that as I get older, I kind of understand the relationship with her mother. Um, I appreciate her just so much more. Uh, the older I get, the more um, I just acknowledge all that she's done for us as, uh, when we were kids. Um, and so we grew up uh, in a broken home. Uh, we have a blended family. Uh, and so we grew up, uh, we grew up on Section 8. We were, we were, we were very... Uh, low income, uh, and so I, I believe I'm a lot like my mother, opposed to the rest of her children, as far as like uh, just certain things that she does, certain traits and whatnot. But I I I remember my mom just always working hard, and uh, 
I remember little, the little stops in neighborhoods and certain houses that we would go to periodically, and little did I know, but my mom was selling drugs just so that we could, that we could survive. I remember, I remember certain issues that people would have with whether it was us children, and uh, my mom was always re- ready to fight, like physically fight. <laughs> Uh, my brother was walking, we were walking, and he decided to tie his shoe in like what would be uh, the exit to a driveway, and some lady honked, and I've never seen my mom take her earrings off so fast. <laughs> so we grew, up, we grew up in this home, and it, it was, my mom's now no longer doing, uh, selling drugs, and now she's working uh, a legit job, praise God. <laughs> so, and, and then there was this time that we had to move from where we were living because it was uh, low-income housing, uh, and the, we lived an upstairs apartment, and below, downstairs, uh, it was a, it would, people moved in. It was about five guys. It was a halfway house for people that got out of jail for, uh, as, as sex offenders. So it was abs- I've seen how quick and decisive and how fast my mother had to move to move us from that situation. Uh, I was probably 15, 16 at the time, maybe older. Um, but I, I just seen my mom constantly make things happen for her children. And she, she was never really, she was, she always helped us with our grades, but she was never really like crazy involved, you know, like she kind of let us do her own thing. I mean, she was a child raising children. I look at my, I'm 30 years old at this time. I would, if I was her, I would have a 14 year old. Like, I I don't know how she did it. Uh, and so, and now, you know, she has four kids at that age and I've never seen my mom break down once. Uh, there was one time she had said something. Um, she was always so strong. She understood there were children looking after her. And I remember one time she had said this, she said, she said, I wish I could just go away. I wasn't hurt for myself. I was hurt for her. And I, I just remember thinking like, what, what could I do as a child to help? help my mother uh i'm like 10 years old and uh i was i was forced to to grow fast very fast um because i felt the pressure uh that she had and i look back at everything that has happened in our life all god's goodness all god's grace even when my mom was selling drugs and when we lived in crazy places i don't think that she once thought that she was raising a man of God. My family serves here. Her children are all saved. Her grandchildren have nothing to worry about because she allowed the Lord to change her. So God has brought a lot of healing to my life. I I usually don't cry much uh, anymore. But when it comes to my mother, I'm just so grateful and thankful because like... It's because of her decision to follow the Lord that I'm here right now. And she, and I'm just so thankful. Mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Uh, thank you for just for going after the Lord. And there's one more thing is, is honor my mom, not only as a mother, but as a wife, because there was a time I was having issues with uh, my dad, uh, which was my stepdad. And we were having just crazy issues. And it was, it was bad. It was, it was all his fault. <laughs> right it was he wasn't the father that i needed whatever right so and i would and i was always to ask my mom, mom why why do you continue to choose him and as a kid i didn't know these things right it's like why why don't you choose me i need you i'm your son and uh 
And she's just an honorable wife. She always chose her husband when she had to. And I later learned that she, she was just doing what God called her to do. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. God bless you. Yeah, I, I can testify. I went to visit that family, my, mom, my wife and I, and his mom and stepdad, they were, they were living in the hood hood, man. <laughs> I remember going, going, I'm a little scared walking through coming in this neighborhood. But uh, seeing what God has done, uh, just one heart of a mom that can just do so much. So moms, come on, give a shout out to moms today. I want to conclude this today and, and just ask just the blessing of the Lord today. Let me just pray. Father, we thank you today for your grace. We thank you for all the mothers that are here, Lord. And there are so many, Lord, even moms that have never even gave birth to children, but they've been a mom to their nep- nephews and nieces. They've been moms to maybe children in the neighborhood. Maybe mom even here to kids here in this church. So I pray for all the mothers, Lord. I pray for blessing on them today. And we thank you, God, today for these special moms. And before I conclude the service today, I want to give an opportunity with every head bowed, every eye closed. We didn't talk about salvation. I didn't give a message on salvation. But everything that we do is because of Jesus. And all these moms and testimonies about moms have been because of the grace of God, because Jesus changed their life. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.